the Bible Study Podcast, episode 544. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the kings of Israel and Judah with 1 Kings 1. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We are in our third of four books in this series. We did 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, and now we're going to do 1 and 2 Kings. Now, the interesting thing is the timeline is going to pick up a bit here, especially as we get about halfway through 1 Kings, because we've really only covered two kings so far. We've covered Saul and we've covered David, but we're about to cover all the rest of the kings in the first and second kings. And so we're going to cover about a 500-year period within these two books. So we're not going to spend as much time on the kings. We're going to spend more time on Solomon and then less on everybody else after that. But Solomon is not king yet. He doesn't get to be king until later on in this chapter. First, we have Adonijah. Adonijah sets himself up as king. When King David was very old, he could not keep warm even when they put covers over him. So his attendants said to him, Let us look for a young virgin to serve the king and take care of him. She can lie beside him so that our lord the king may keep warm. Then they searched throughout Israel for a beautiful young woman and found Abishag, a Shunammite, and brought her to the king. The woman was very beautiful. She took care of the king and waited on him, but the king had no sexual relations with her. Now Adonijah, whose mother was Haggith, put himself forward and said, I will be king. So he got chariots and horses ready with 50 men to run ahead of him. His father had never rebuked him by asking, why do you behave as you do? He was very handsome and was born next after Absalom. Adonijah conferred with Joab, son of Zeruiah, and with Abathar the priest, and they gave him their support. But Zadok the priest, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, Nathan the prophet, Shemai and Ray and David's special guard did not join Adonijah. Adonijah then sacrificed sheep, cattle, and fatted calves at the stone of Zeholeth near Enregel. He invited all his brothers, the king's sons, and all the royal officials of Judah. But he did not invite Nathan the prophet, or Benaiah, or the special guard, or his brother Solomon. Then Nathan asked Bathsheba, Solomon's mother, Have you not heard that Adonijah, the son of Haggith, has become king, and our Lord David knows nothing about it? Now then, let me advise you how you can save your own life and the life of your son Solomon. Go into King David and say to him, My lord the king, did you not swear to me your servant? Surely Solomon your son shall be king after me, and he will sit on my throne. Why then has Adonijah become king? While you are still talking to the king, I will come in and add my word to what you have said. So Bathsheba went to see the aged king in his room, where Abishag, the Shunammite, was attending him. Bathsheba bowed down, prostrated herself before the king. What is it you want? the king asked. She said to him, My lord, you yourself swore to me your servant by the lord your god. Solomon, your son, shall be king after me, and he will sit on my throne. But now... Adonijah has become king, and you, my lord the king, do not know about it. He has sacrificed great numbers of cattle, fatted calves, and sheep, and has invited all the king's sons, Abiathar the priest, and Joab the commander of the army, but he has not invited Solomon your servant. My lord the king, the eyes of all Israel are on you, to learn from you who will sit on the throne of my lord the king after him. 
Otherwise, as soon as my lord the king is laid to rest with his ancestors, I and my son Solomon will be treated as criminals. While she was still speaking with the king, Nathan the prophet arrived, and the king was told, Nathan the prophet is here. So he went before the king and bowed with his face to the ground. Nathan said, Have you, my lord the king, declared that Adonijah shall be king after you, and that he will sit on your throne? Today he has gone down and sacrificed great numbers of cattle, fattened calves, and sheep. He has invited all the king's sons, the commanders of the army, and Abiathar the priest. Right now they are eating and drinking with him and saying, Long live King Adonijah, but me, your servant, and Zadok the priest, and Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, and your servant Solomon, he did not invite. Is this something my lord the king has done without letting his servants know who should sit on the throne of my lord the king after him? So we have a problem with succession here. Who's going to be king after David? And his oldest surviving son, his oldest son being Absalom, who is now dead because he revolted against his father, decides that he has waited long enough. And he knows, everyone has heard that David prefers Solomon. And we know that because he has that's the one brother he doesn't invite. Right, He knows that Solomon is David's favorite in terms of who he's going to have rule after him. But he's the oldest, and so he thinks that it is his. And he gets the support of almost everybody, including Joab, who's certainly been faithful to David, and Abiathar the priest, who's been faithful to David. And all of them, I think at this point, are looking at David and saying, it's time. David can't even keep himself warm anymore. You put a beautiful young girl in his bed and he doesn't even do anything other than try and keep warm. David's days are done. David is no longer going out to battle. We saw that in the last couple chapters. David is an old man at this point and they need someone to step up into this role. They're not going to wait for David to die to decide this issue. And so almost everyone supports Adonijah as king. As the oldest son, he's the logical choice. But some don't. Obviously, Solomon himself, Solomon's mother, who has a very close relationship with David. Apparently, her pet name for her husband is my lord the king. And then also Nathan the prophet and the king's bodyguards. Now, Nathan the prophet is a very important exception Because Nathan is not getting his orders from the king, Nathan is getting his orders from God. And so the fact that Nathan the prophet is in there saying, hey, did you mean for Adonijah to become king? Because if you did, you know, that's great, but if you didn't, we might want to do something about this real quick now. And that's very important because Nathan the prophet, remember, is the one who confronts David with the sin of he and Bathsheba committing adultery. Nathan is the one who is now saying that the son of these two is going to become king. He's supporting Solomon. And the reason he's supporting Solomon, we believe, is because God is choosing Solomon. God isn't choosing the eldest, which makes sense. God is, in fact, and we'll see as we go on through this chapter, choosing the wiser of the two. Not choosing the one who is a little too rash, perhaps, and that's what's going on right now, is Adonijah doesn't just wait for his father to die and set this up. He basically says, it's time. He chooses the time. It is not his to choose. 
And so it continues, David makes Solomon king. Then King David said, call in Bathsheba. So she came into the king's presence and stood before him. The king then took an oath, as surely as the Lord lives, who has delivered me out of every trouble, I will surely carry out this very day what I swore to you by the Lord, the God of Israel. Solomon, your son, shall be king after me, and he will sit on my throne in my place. Then Bathsheba bowed down with her face to the ground, prostrating herself before the king and said, May my Lord... King David live forever. King David said, Call in Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, and Benaiah, son of Jehoiada. When they came before the king, he said to them, Take your Lord's servants with you, and have Solomon my son mount my own mule, and take him down to Gihon. There have Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet anoint him king over Israel. Blow the trumpet and shout, Long live King Solomon. Then you were to go up with him, and he is to come and sit on my throne and reign in my place. I have appointed him ruler over Israel and Judah. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, answered the king, Amen. May the Lord, the God of my lord the king, so declare it. As the Lord was with my lord the king, so may he be with Solomon to make his throne even greater than the throne of my lord the king, David. So Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, the Carathites and the Pelathites went down and had Solomon mount King David's mule, and they escorted him to Gihon. Zadok the priest took the horn of oil from the sacred tent and anointed Solomon. Then they sounded the trumpet, and all the people shouted, Long live King Solomon! And all the people went up after him, playing pipes and rejoicing greatly, so that the ground shook with the sound." Adenijan, all the guests who were with him, heard it as they were finishing their feast. On hearing the sound of the trumpet, Joab asked, What's the meaning of all the noise in the city? Even as he was speaking, Jonathan, son of Abiathar, the priest, arrived. Adenijah said, Come in, a worthy man like you must be bringing good news. Not at all, Jonathan answered. Our Lord King David has made Solomon king. The king has sent with him Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, Benaiah son of Jehoiada, the Carathites and the Pelathites, and they have put him on the king's mule. And Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet have anointed him king at Gihon. From there they have gone up cheering, and the city resounds with it. That's the noise you hear. Moreover, Solomon has taken his seat on the royal throne. Also, the royal officials have come to congratulate our Lord King David, saying, May your God make Solomon's name more famous than yours and his throne greater than yours. And the king bowed in worship on his bed and said, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who has allowed my eyes to see a successor on my throne today. At this, all Adonijah's guests rose in alarm and dispersed. But Adonijah, in fear of Solomon, went and took hold of the horns of the altar. Then Solomon was told, Adonijah is afraid of King Solomon and is clinging to the horns of the altar. He says, Let King Solomon swear to me today that he will not put his servant to death with the sword. Solomon replied, If he shows himself to be worthy, not a hair of his head will fall to the ground. But if evil is found in him, he will die. Then King Solomon sent men, and they brought him down from the altar. And Adonijah came and bowed down to King Solomon. And Solomon said, Go to your home. So while Adonijah and his friends are having this party and all the followers with him, this sound comes, and the sound comes from the city, and the sound is of someone else becoming king. Nathan and Zadok and Solomon 
all go and they have him anointed king and he comes and sits on the throne and the people are rejoicing. And it's interesting that the people are rejoicing. Maybe the people are just rejoicing that it was time to get a new king. Maybe the people are rejoicing because it's always great news to get a new king. Maybe the people like Solomon. We don't know. He is not even close to the oldest of the sons of David. David had, I think by last count, he had like six wives when he went into exile. And I don't know how many after that. And that was six wives before he even married Bathsheba and had Solomon. And so there were a lot of other brothers and sisters who were older than Solomon. But Solomon would do, as we'll see next week, okay. Solomon will have some strengths and weaknesses, as David had strengths and weaknesses. But he will get a pretty good start, and we'll take up the story of Solomon next week. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at the Bible Study Podcast. And thanks so much for listening. Have you ever felt conflict between your faith and feelings? If so, you're not alone. My name is Carly Mercouillier. I'm a licensed therapist and the host of the Therapy and Theology podcast, where we explore popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. I want to invite you to join me every Thursday as we fearlessly name the complexities of our reality, grow in the awareness of who we are, and rediscover the power and purpose of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. Subscribe today at lifeaudio.com.